Okay. I'm ready to go if y'all are ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Cedric's, uh, he'll pop up in a minute. He's just finishing up. That's fine. He was, he was coming out, and then the person was like, Dad, you laid with Gus longer than you laid with me. Oh, uh, does that happen? Oh, my gosh. Every, it, everything <laughs> has to be there. Everything has to be there. Kev, you that. grew up in that household. Of course yeah. that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? I'm saying you grew up in a two-kid household. Like, there was always, like... I don't remember, I don't remember being like, Mom, John got more than me. Okay. I don't remember that. All right, so I guess it's because we all re- always knew like you were getting more <laughs> and better uh, preferential treatment than I was. All right, we're we're gonna get into all of that. All right, okay. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna touch on the holiday. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's the good weed. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be a mess. <laughs> Oh shit! You guys will probably be doing, you'll probably do most of the talking because I'm still uh. And I don't know if you were aware, I was sick all week, so I'm I've been fighting something all week and uh. Dang, so, I didn't know. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm good now. I'm much better now. But uh, just a heads up, I I might start coughing in the middle of shit. So you might you know I'll let you guys do most of the talking as my guests. That sounds great. Let's do it. Kev, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, all right. Hold on. Hold on, I gotta get ready for this one. Alright. Hello world, welcome back to the, drumroll please, 50th episode of the Flores and Friends podcast. We got a special one today, I am joined by two blood relatives, my, you know, brother, Kevin Flores, frequent guest. How you doing, Kev? Hey now. And returning guest... Fan favorite, host favorite, Hannah Williams. How are you doing tonight, dear? Excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's a it's fifty episodes. Jesus Christ. I didn't realize we were the fiftieth episode. We're kind of like a milestone, Hannah. Well, that's kind of why I wanted like, like I wanted it to be a special one. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll invite like really important people. Not that my guests, my other guests, aren't important. Please don't. Don't get any don't get anybody's feelings here. I'm just saying that like Took on that, Ben. <laughs> We're the favorite. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So how have you each been? I mean, I Kev, we don't I mean we text all the time, but we don't really talk about like feelings and shit. Um Feelings what about So uh you've got a lot going on right now, right? Yeah, we got a lot going on. Which we'll touch on in the episode. Everything is is good. Yeah, I went to the doctor this past week, and uh, so far, so good. And Mrs. Williams, how are you doing tonight? We are doing well. It is um, super cold here in Illinois. Y'all got snow, didn't y'all? We got snow, and the kids were like, is it? Wait a minute. I mean, it's Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, what in the world? So... We get uh before we get really started let's give a special shout out to everyone back and uh 
back in Southern California dealing with these fires, man. Really hope everybody yeah. comes out ahead, comes out alive and all that shit. And you know, Hannah, how close was that kind of stuff to like when y'all lived there? How close was that? You know, it, um, I'm I'm not really sure. I just saw a friend who posted something coming from Malibu, and Malibu was about an hour away. So, I mean, it was probably, it probably would have been a little closer than we would have liked, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, uh, it, it's really unfortunate what's going on. There's some a lot of things that a lot of people that have been misplaced, and it's just mm. yeah, lots of. Lots of warm thoughts going their way. It's really hard. But turning to uh, more positive thoughts. uh, So you just touched on it. Uh, The holidays are coming up, guys. Like, yay, holidays. Or boo, holidays. Where do do y'all stand? Does it fill y'all with, like, excitement or dread? Like, where are y'all on the spectrum, I guess? That's a good question. I'm very... I'm very excited. I am... I can't wait for Christmas. I will say, though... That being the mother during Christmas is a very different experience than just than when before I was a, uh, a mom, you know. So, because you really, you man, props to props to all of our moms out there that just like they, I, I just didn't appreciate it. I didn't know what, all that it took, you know. I really didn't know. Like it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to make Christmas merry and magical. So. Um, but I am excited. I the kids are pumped. So yeah, I have the, I have the same kind of thoughts. But like with like when it comes to vacation, mm-hmm. like when your parents would just take you on vacation, you were just there for the ride. And now <laughs> as an adult, like you have to like you're the one trying to plan on where you're gonna stay, what you're gonna do, how much everything costs, and it's like man, this sucks. <laughs> right? It's like dude, this is not no, and there's no there's no easing into it. It's just like here you go. <laughs> Here you go, you're doing this. So, so yeah, where, where are you at, John? Do you like uh, well, uh, I, well, I, I mean, Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to it because I haven't been back to Louisiana since, God, Kev, April? Like, is that sound right? Like, I don't remember the last time you were here or what you were even here for. Was it Emmy's birthday? It was probably Emmy's birthday in April. Uh, and so, I haven't been home in a while, so it'd be nice to see some people. Uh, but also... I just, like, had to take my car in the shop to make sure it was, like, my car's fine, but I like to take it into the shop to make sure, you know, nothing happens while I'm on the road because it is a long trip. But I'm like, that was nice. Very responsible of you, John. Very responsible. Well, that's Kathy Flores and Willie Charles right there. But uh, <laughs> that was a that was a nice way to spend my morning, spending, like, $500 to have a brake job and get an alignment and, like, do an oil change and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's just the best way to start a Saturday morning. But – I am excited about it because I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving, but I am always looking forward to Christmas. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's really special. Uh, it's kind of different when you're like, so I like most of the holidays. I like Christmas and Thanksgiving. I don't know which one I like more than the other, but it's cool being off for work and stuff. Like, that's kind of more what I look forward to. Like, yeah. oh, that's for Thanksgiving, that's two days off of work. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be off the yeah. entire week while I'm in Louisiana for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey guys, um, Cedric has successfully put our kids to bed. What? Yeah. We're talking about um, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Are you excited about the holidays, Cedric? Well, first off, first off, before we get before we gotta properly introduce this man, 
Uh, everyone listening, this is Cedric Williams. This is uh, my cousin-in-law, our cousin-in-law, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Uh, you know, a brother from another mother. How you doing tonight, Cedric? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I miss you so much, buddy. It's so good to hear from you. Man, it's good to, good to hear your voice too, man. Thanks for uh, letting me crash the party. Oh, you know, you're hey, man. All my all my invitations are plus ones, man. It's all good. question was Cedric do you with the holidays coming up do you on like the spectrum of excitement or dread like where are you in that Uh, I like I like the holidays I enjoy um uh, growing up Thanksgiving was like a big deal uh in my house yeah um so I really look forward to Thanksgiving Christmas was not I mean it was a it was a big deal but since we were really poor if we like had to temper down like our expectations for like gifts yeah so but once i'm married hannah <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my gift level has went up exponentially so <laughs> so um yeah because part of the castle thing i think that's a little bit different as far as christmas is very exciting and I think that Hannah has done a good job of bringing that into uh, our home too, and kind of establishing some new new norms with that. So that's been cool. And just as a quick aside, Cedric, uh, this will be going out on Wednesday, the whatever that day is. Uh, but yeah. since tomorrow is Veterans Day, Happy Early Veterans Day too, by the way. Oh, thank you, oh yeah, Happy Veterans Day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Kev. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Josh. Yes. I appreciate it. But thank yeah, you. so uh, Hannah. My brother and I, of course, we we all come from a a huge family. Um, I guess I guess they'll open up to the group. Like, do you feel that your perception of the holidays is, I guess, directly related, like a a causal relationship of how you feel about the holidays? Like, coming from a the way you, the way your family views the holidays is how you will always view the holidays, or how that makes you feel about the holidays. That was a very, very convoluted way of asking a very simple question. I apologize. Well, the best, the thing I like the most about the holidays is that everybody, or you know how it used to be, we we all get together. Even now, we we get together as like a smaller group, but you know it's awesome. Over the years, Uncle John's come past by, and they or I probably shouldn't be saying their names if they don't want. But you know, it's a much smaller group, but it's still nice for everybody to get together. And now. I have to split holidays, oh, God. which kind of is a, is a little bit of a drag, honestly. But but the but the cool thing is is that Gab's family all still lives in Louisiana. And they all still get together. So, and I'm really you know I'm really close with a lot of the with a lot of her cousins that are our age. So it's cool that I still get my family in a smaller sense, but I still get that big family atmosphere at her family's. Yeah, yeah, I think like. I think that there's something that really stuck 
in the way that my mom ran Christmas at our house. You know, there's just certain things that I can't do without. Like, I can't do without a cookie baking day. I can't mm. do without um, some Cajun Christmas music on in the background. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't do without these things or it doesn't feel right. And so in no sense, yes, I think that my mom really set the tone. But it's funny, though, because it, 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 it's not that way with, like, say, like Mardi Gras. Like, my mom... That's something that, like, she eats and breathes, and she comes out of hiding in her fairy wings and glitter and everything. And I just, like, I first, I couldn't enter into it. I just, like, I couldn't do it. So it's funny, like, how, I don't know what it was about Christmas that really soaked through, but, um, but yeah, she really made her mark. Cedric, how do you feel? Do you feel like family and holidays are, you know, inextricably linked? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, well, the holiday, I mean, that's how like, you learn how to celebrate from your family. Yeah. You know, like the people that are around you. And I, you know, I, I honestly, I mean, I think for both of you guys, it's, it's pretty amazing. Anna and I talk about it pretty often of how, how, you know, it's, it's pretty inspiring watching both of you, how you guys connect and still like stay linked to family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's clearly something that was important to you guys growing up. It was clearly something that your that your mom like embedded in you guys that that was something like you you needed family and family was important. And um, yeah, I think that like all of those lessons that you learn how to love family and how to like appreciate and keep them close is something that you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You learn from a young age. And I, I think it's just different, you know, from my family, like, you know, like we didn't, we, we didn't necessarily have that. Um, it was very different, but, um, but nonetheless, it was still learned. And yeah. so I think a lot of the patterns that we even exhibit now in our own immediate family are like, you know, the best way possible trying to merge, you know, the background of Hannah, the background of myself and to like make our own family values and make our own family like, you know, um, norms, I guess, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So how do you John, if I could ask you a question right quick. So how, sure. did y'all, like, how do y'all handle that being in California so separated from your, you know, immediate family, both of you, I know y'all had friends and stuff, but being around your immediate family, like, how do you incorporate family into, like, you know, the, the way your kids have kind of grown up so far? Mm-hmm. I think that when we lived here, it was a little bit different because since we were in Illinois, you know, we had no problems. It was like every Christmas we were definitely going to come down to New Orleans, and that was kind of established. We, it wasn't even something that was really discussed. I just thought that that was probably how it should be because we were, you know, I was I was here, my family was here, so Hannah's all, always around that. Um, but I think that being in California and also in conjunction with being in California, being in both of us being in graduate school, it's like the, the budget literally like the monetary budget was so restrictive in some ways like that dictated a lot of our recreation or what we could and couldn't do or you know how we got around and so um i think in those environments we really relied on friends and friends did become like family uh not as a replacement but just as a supplement yeah um and i think that that has been something that you know obviously moving back here we've had a lot more dialogues about like what that's going to look like, especially I think, you know, next year, I'm assuming that we're going to come down to New Orleans and 
try to figure out, um, you know, how to connect more often. But yeah, it's just a, it, it'll definitely be adjustment because that's not something that we've really stepped into as much over the last six years. Hannah, Does that answer your question, man? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, Kevin, Hannah, y'all both kind of touched on this, uh, and Cedric, you mentioned it as well, and I'd love your, I'd love your take on this as well. This is going to be another convoluted way of asking a simple question uh but i mean i miss those big family functions that we had as kids those were really happy happy treasured like precious memories um and they've they're not there anymore really for the large for the most part they're not there like kev like you said that small groups small parts of you know small get-togethers but no longer these big things anymore uh is that something to lament? Did is it something you don't know what you got until it's gone, or did it kind of run its natural progression? Like it was like that was a chapter, it was a phase, and now we've grown up and we've gone our separate ways. Still loving, still connected, but it's is it? What, how do y'all feel about it? Uh, I, I like the way that you put that because I think that you're right. We could try to recreate it, but it still wouldn't be the same. You know, it's so it's difficult for everybody too. You know, yeah, right, right. It's like, um, do you know that movie Garden State? Have you ever seen that movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He talks about there's there's this one line where he just says, you know, it's like you grow up and you just become homesick for a place that doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. You know, and so yeah, it's just it's just you know, I wonder if it has just kind of run its course it would be very different being adults there now like just trying that's true to, yeah and it's fun trying it's also fun reflecting on those those family functions as an adult oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that's really fun of just like wow like <laughs> like i think of the like um one of our uncles and he had a roast like the, <laughs> oh yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember that like, thinking about that from an adult perspective is just, Awkward. Like, so much went over our heads that we didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It came back around, but anyway, yeah. I think you're right. I think you you, you're, you kind of fantasize it a little bit, or in your mind when you're a child, you think of it as being greater than it. I mean, maybe it, I thought it was great, but maybe it was greater than it actually was. But, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of miss having, I miss having everybody around. Well, I'll say I'll say this though. I forgot to I neglected to mention, but I'm gonna mention it because it's my show. Then again, like I, I don't even like half of my family anymore. So you know, there's that. So eh. Dude, you don't have to say that every time. I, it's just how People I are feel. Start thinking. <laughs> Not y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, we know, but. <laughs> No, I just don't want to give this impression that, like... I get the phone call after, who's he talking about? Who doesn't he like? Who doesn't he like? And I'm like, oh, Please, listen, any any family member that's currently listening to this pod, please text me or call me. I will tell you directly if I like you or not. (laughs) I will tell you directly. Oh, God. John, maybe maybe we need to have a therapy session. (laughs) You mad, bro? You mad, bro? You mad, bro? Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, but do you think we should make more of an effort? Like, should we like make a plan? Like, the best way to I, maybe again not to recapture it, but like to I don't know. I, I guess memorize memorize it or like commemorate it is like 
hey, maybe we should all try, like, in the next five or seven or ten years, to, like, hey, guys, can we all just get back together once and, like, whenever? It doesn't have to be there in the holidays. could be a Fourth of July thing. could be a spring thing or something like that. Do you think we should do yeah, something like that? You're asking about a family reunion. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's really weird. Like, people had family reunions, and I was like, oh, that's just what we do at Christmas. Like, I don't know what a family reunion is. That's just what we do at Christmas. So, yeah, should we have a family reunion? I don't see why not. I think that would be really fun. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, we're all scattered. We've all, you know, what makes this whole situation very unique is like, you know, like I think that since the hurricane, I know for me, like I got kind of got scattered, and then it just seems like everyone's life had just kind of gotten had just changed so much. You know what I mean? Like, there was this pivotal event that just kind of moved people in a different direction, personally or physically, or... So, it's just kind of... I think that makes it really unique, you know, that this wasn't something that... I don't think we all planned to be scattered as so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense? Well... Yeah, but plus it's... I mean, even if you plan it... I mean, we have weddings, we have... Yeah. What, holidays, we have stuff, but... Life happens for people, and you know, it, it's for some of our family members who live further away, it's expensive too. Like Cedric was talking about earlier, the monetary commitment that it takes. If you have four kids, you know, that's expensive to, to get everybody down here. Yeah, and yeah. we we also got to keep in mind that even in the glory days, like, not all of us were together, like, we still were like, it was just pretty much the Louisiana people, like, it was, it was, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. But, you know, what? one of the things I think that this question raises is, like, should we carry a feeling of responsibility about it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I do I do think about that a lot. I do think about, like, more often than I probably should, like, man, like, sh- I should probably call these people or, like, nope. like oh, I've, I've lost touch with them and somehow I blame myself for that. You know what I mean? Like, like... Or is it just, you know, like, life happens and no one really has these expectations that we're all going to keep yeah. staying super close? I don't really know. I don't know. Mm. But it it is interesting that you bring that up because I do think about that often of, like, what is my role in that? And I don't know, as an adult now or as, I just, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. But I, I, I used to be like that, Hannah, too, where I would, like, text somebody and I would never get a response. And I'm just like, well. You know, did I do something? Did you know what? But you know, people have their lives and they're they're busy, and you know, then it turns into like, oh, well, this, does this person even really want to be bothered? Do they even have the time or energy to have a cup? Because you know, I'll I'll call. Yes, talk so to people. Oh, I love that you both call. <laughs> I love it so much. And you know that it's fine with me, but again, as of right now, it's just me. I don't really have any like real. I go to work. I come home. Other people have other things going on, and so I, I beat myself up about that too. But then I think, do they even really want to be bothered? Like, oh, why is he calling me? You know, I don't have the time to, or energy to have a conversation, or you know, and then I just like, you know, man, people are busy; they got their own stuff going on, and I, and I just try not to take it so personally. God dang, I, I feel so awful. I don't worry about this ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't worry about it anymore. But it, I'm like with Hannah; it, I did. Yeah, you just, it's just kind of, you just kind of wonder as like, you know, when you were a kid, like there was all this effort made on the adult's part to yeah. have that relationship with you. And then, and then you grow up and you're like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do? Like, do, <laughs> I, do I, do I, do I grab hold of the baton and keep running with it or what? 
Uh, Cedric, how do you feel about this? It's like, I guess, part, lack of a better phrase, like an outsider looking in, but like in your experience and your expertise, what do you think about this whole topic? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I was just thinking about what Kevin was saying, like how, you know, and I, I, I said this earlier, you know, I've watched Kevin uh, specifically, you know, just reach out to people and, you know, obviously he's like flying different places and keeps staying, stays in contact. And I, I think that it's very admirable. Um, especially when it comes to family, I, I don't think that I was ever, uh, like as, like as close. I had family members that were close, but like my friends or my friend group was like that. You know, I have like three friends that I call every single day and I've done that for like the last, like, I don't know, 18 years, you know, specifically. Um, and you know, and and, because it's like short conversation, it's like, you know, when I'm walking to work or I was driving to work, you know, but we've always found time to be able to talk to each other, even if it's just for like five seconds, just to tell us, you know, our schedule for the day. And I think that, you know, you try to make that time, you try to make that effort, but I think that having pressure and overhead and anxiety uh, about like preserving the relationship when there's, it's not necessarily reciprocal. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's as advantageous for an individual to do that. Mm. But yeah. that's just my, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I feel you, man. And I like, I, I, I come off harsher than I am because I'm an awful human being. And I mean, eh, what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, and everyone in the family pretty much knows this, so I think they, you know, get cut me some slack. But like. Uh, I do miss it. I do miss those days. I do wish, you know, uh, I wish we could have those castle Christmases back. But also, I, I lean more towards the, hey, man, that was a phase. And now we've all spread our wings and trying to take over the world and shit. But, like, eh, it, fun while it lasted, right? It was. It really was fun. Anyway, next topic. Yeah. Let's do this hard transition right here. <laughs> and I'll probably won't do any talking on this topic because I am in no way qualified to speak on this. But I want to hear y'all, all of y'all's opinions and your feelings about it. Uh, kids, children, youngins, dependents, however you like to refer to them. Uh, Hannah and Cedric, you have two lovely, beautiful children. Uh, Kev, you and Gabrielle are fixing to have a child. January. When's the due date? I always forget this. When is the due date? <laughs> January third. January third. Oh, oh, so soon, dude. Yeah, it's like it's it's on its way, man. Well, that's that was my question for you, Kev. If I could start with you, and when I can move on to Hannah and Cedric, uh, does it feel real yet? No, no, not really. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right feeling to have, Cedric and Hannah. Maybe y'all. I mean, y'all have probably have more. Y'all have definitely have more experience. But like, I don't know when it becomes like a real thing. Like one of my other friends just had a kid, and he said it doesn't feel real until. It didn't feel real to him until his son was born. Um, you know, we got everything. We got, like, the nursery set up. Guys are going to the appointments. I've been reading the books. It's starting to become a little more real, but I still don't think I'm, like, prepared for what's actually about to happen. So uh, what adv- what's some advice, you know, Kev, that you've been given that's really stuck with you, if you could, you know, articulate that? If you'd like to share and advice or what being like a upcoming parent, have you gotten any like, Hey man, look out for this or Hey man, avoid that. Or Hey man, you might encounter this shit. Like, you know, don't go um, alone. Take this with to, you. I talked to Gab's brother a lot. Yeah. They, um, they have two small children. They just had a baby in April too. So 
Um, it's not necessarily like advice. I just see how he kind of interacts and how he parents and and that kind of thing. Um, I already know I'm not going to get a lot of sleep, right? I can I make like that. I, who would be surprised by that? Um, I don't know. Not really. No, not really any advice. I like it. Cram in the cram session. You're going to study the night before, and you're just going to ace that test, right, Well, here's the thing. Is, like, every kid is different, right, Hannah and Cedric? Like, every kid is different. What works for Justice didn't work for Jasper. That's very true. So I can read all these books and kind of have an idea of what's going to happen, but what if my kid doesn't fall into the, the parable in the book that I just read? You know what I mean? Like, so then, so then what? I just read this book for something that doesn't even apply to my child. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, hey, Kevin, I think that that's really, actually, I think that that's really wise, even just what you just said, just like, because, you know, different situations, like, it, it really might not apply to your children. Like, it, they, there's so many other factors and other variables that go into, like, raising a kid or, like, trying to get them to eat or trying to get them to sleep or trying to, like, you know, still connect with your partner during those difficult times of no sleep. I mean, like... You know, nobody, no, nobody's an expert. You know, um, even if, even if they believe that they're an expert, it's like nobody's an expert on your child besides you. And right. and you know that's that's new. It's like sometimes I'll tell Justice, I'm like, man, you know, like last week I was like, Justice, this is my first time being a dad to a six year old in October of 2018. Cut me some slack, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> first time doing this in October of 2018 but like you know like and I think that I think that you know sometimes you have to give yourself like that that benefit of the doubt and cut yourself some slack otherwise then like you could just start looking around at other people and um and that comparison is really killer but isn't it funny did you ever feel that way Hannah or or Cedric did you ever feel that way about your parents like I know for me personally I always felt like my mom knew exactly what she was doing (laughs) never did I think Hannah, I think Hannah, I think we you talked about this last I, episode. I think, I think, I think Kathy Flores. I think she actually did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have known exactly what she was doing. But if I, well, we talk now because you know this comes up. Like I don't know what I'm, I have a parent. I don't know. You know, I don't know. She's like, I didn't know either. <laughs> so she doesn't. You know, she didn't know either. She just did the best she could and felt, you know, what was right. And, you know, and all those kind of things. But she. <laughs> She just rang uh, Shang Tzu's Art of Art of War. She read some military handbooks. She got into psychological warfare, and that's how she decided to raise, be a parent. That's so funny. No, yeah, I thought that my parents knew. I mean, maybe up until teenage years when the cracks started to show, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what you're doing." <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Hannah. I didn't want to cut you off. Oh no, it's just yeah, it's just you know there were kids almost as a little kid. You yeah. know, you're it's even just thinking about the psyche of a child. Like you really have to trust your your parents, and sometimes that's what that can be really problematic when your parent when a parent is you know just unprepared in all kinds of ways. There's parents that struggle with addiction. There's parents that are abusive. There's parents you know, and kids still you know biologically they will trust their parent until proven otherwise and so it's just uh yeah i think that it's it's pretty pretty normal pretty expect like you expect a child to really trust their parent until 
So maybe it's too late, unfortunately. But but yeah, any just took a really dark turn. Any uh, I know I know Cedric I know uh, Cedric and Hannah you you deal with this in your personal and professional lives, but you know. What is – is there any other further advice you would, you know, give to soon-to-be parents like Kev and Gabby or a couple considering kids? Like any other things you'd like to share? Mm. I, I would say like, you know, in those early early years, like the, the most important thing is to try your best of building a secure attachment with your partner and a secure attachment with your child like and that could be like you know through holding through talking through like you know having a uh (laughs) you know not anxious not being anxious but trying to create an environment in the home that is that is loving and is calm and is like you know stable and predictable like all of those things i mean that builds safety which is essentially what you want to do in order to make a connection and i think that like having that is you know something that's really important i know that we can probably say there's been times that we've done a really good job with that and there's been times when it's been really hard in marriage with school with life where that has become like a literal chore of just trying to you know maintain like sanity and maintain stability in our home um but we always try to come back to that because we i think that we try to try to make that like a staple because uh we th- I, I mean we know through research but we also know just through experience that that's really important for for children to have yeah uh-huh. huh. yeah i think too like just if i can speak to any woman who who had just given birth you know um i think that it's really important to understand that what Gabby will be experiencing as she transitions from just giving birth and to breastfeeding a baby, probably, no, you know, she can do whatever she wants. She doesn't have to breastfeed. No pressure, no judgment. No pressure or judgment at all. But, you know, <laughs> your, body, your body, your hormones, your everything, like, it, it, it can, you know, just do a number. And so nothing but grace and compassion and... Uh, low expectations on productivity productivity levels or whatever you know all those things like they go a really long way when when a woman is really adjusting into this like oh my gosh like because nobody tells you a lot and that's the thing is that nobody really tells you what what's going to happen you know and so until you're in it and until you're doing it the woman I mean is really I mean really speaking on behalf of my own experience, but I think it's pretty universal. It's like they're really looking for their partner to like, can you just understand what I'm experiencing? This this, I've never been through something like this before physically or emotionally or hormonally. And so just be with me in that, you know? And so Cedric. And and sometimes that, uh, that can go on for the next six years and 10 months. (laughs) 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 Oh, 
put on a happy face sometimes when she's going through it because it makes a difference. So, but I, I would yeah. like I would like to ask you both as parents, like, is it even if you could like if you could like accurately to the, like a hundred percent articulate exactly what you've gone through to a new to a parent or a soon to be parent, like. Is it one of those things where you can tell someone all day, every day, like, okay, this is what you can expect, and they really can't appreciate it until they experience it? Is it is it more like that? Absolutely. I know for the for for the woman, you know, like you yeah. really you can't explain what certain things feel like or until and then it all comes back to you when you're experiencing it, like, oh, I remember when so and so told me it was gonna be like this and then it gives a little bit of comfort because I mean, shoot, I mean, I mean, I, I have to tell myself this every single day. Like, people have done this since the beginning of time. Like, they've had children, they've given birth, they've raised their children since the beginning of time. Like, so, I can do this. I'm hoping there's some sort of ancient knowledge deep down <laughs> in there that's going to come out and I'm going to really get it. But it's, it, it is, you know, it's a lot of work. And it, and it nothing makes you appreciate the human experience more than just like wow like I really thought I, I knew what to expect or I knew how how I thought I knew myself enough to know how I was going to react or respond and then something like that happens and you're like whoa I'm I am always changing so yeah. and I think that like you know like we're kind of just I mean there's it's like so joyful too though yeah I should. I mean, you're, 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 it's not all doom and gloom. Like, <laughs> you're about to have like a, a, a child, like, dude. I mean, it's just yeah. There, there is so many parts that are so joyful. You get to like experience that. I think that like having a positive attitude about that, and then also being around other people who have positive attitudes yeah. about your child in your relationship you know like or whatever it may be like those are things that are really really important yeah and so i think that you know like man I, kevin like dude i already told you this bro you're gonna be an awesome dad i can remember when we ate in, in baton rouge that one day i was like man like dude you're gonna be a phenomenal dad you're gonna have so much fun like all of those like things that you've established in your life as far as like these connections that you keep with your family like you know like i think God willing, you know, it's going to be the same thing for, for your your child and, and maybe many children more that you guys have, you guys choose to have more. But, um, you know, it's just, it, it's so cool just being able to, like, get to know your own child in that way. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a joyful experience. It's, it's hard, but it's, it still produces, I think, a lot of joy and a lot of good times. Well, All right. you know, the other thing that I wanted to talk about with y'all is uh, as parents and as soon to be parent with you, Kev, with you and Gabrielle, uh, does it, did it, how, how, how would you say it shifted your perspective on the future? Uh, my, my, the impetus of this question was, uh, Kev, you were on an episode, a couple episodes back, uh, and you meant, we were talking about politics, right? And you said something, I didn't even really think about it, but a coworker of mine who listens, shout out to Adam. Uh, he pointed out, he's like, I never thought about it like that. You said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that, like, I'm about to have a daughter. Uh, how am I going to feel raising her in this country, right, and stuff like that? So how would you say each of y'all having a child shifted your perspective on the future? Like, where, where, where would you – how would you 
Okay, well, you, you kind of touched on it, but would you like to elaborate? Yeah, so, be- so before before I even found out we were having a girl, I was apprehensive about having a girl because, in full disclosure, I was a, I was a dick to a lot of girls for a long time. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about the kind of things that are, that are really happening to women. I'm just talking about not treating them right and being disrespectful and being jealous and judgmental and, and all those kind of things that you do when you're... When you're, when you're a younger person. Yeah. So I already know just how I behaved, what girls have to go through, high school age girls and, you know, young adult, young women have to kind of go through. Yeah. So I already knew that part was like, oh man, like I would, you know, regretfully, that's, you know, how I act and behave. And now you start all this Me Too stuff and every day is something different. It's like, and then women are scared to you can't walk by yourself at night and you know, all these things and it's just like it's scared it's scared yeah and I don't know what to do I don't know what to do I don't know what to how to protect her I can't always be around I don't know it's scared yeah yeah I mean I do think that I, I feel like little things like you know voting getting to know my neighbors, like, trying to be involved and, you know, like, push myself, I guess, in in army terms or education terms. Like, I think that in all of those things have probably come from even what you're talking about, Kev. It's like, you don't really know what the world is going to be like, but you know that you can try to make a dent in it in some way. And you making a dent in it in some way or trying to is ultimately going to help your family and and your kids because like dang like you know you don't you want them to be able to have an environment that you had growing up or right or, but but the environment i had growing up is different than the environment hannah had growing up and we we're, we grew up 10 miles apart from each other that is very you know that is very true that's very true um and i and i i don't i don't know i mean i i think that those same fears like i guess i'm i'm with you on that because i i think that those types of thoughts I feel like I had those too like it's you know it's like man like you really do want to like you want to protect your kid but at the same time like mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't be everywhere and you can't do yeah. anything for them um, but you, I mean there are some things that we can do you know and trying to step into those as much as we can I think that that's a yeah and you can do but you can do everything you can to raise your kid right teach them what's right what's wrong have morals have Right. But all it takes is for her to go to some party and some jackass kid who never got the same lessons to ruin everything, and now she's jacked up for the rest of her life. Like that's what I—that's what I get scared about. Right. And I and I and I get that. And I guess like my thought on even with that is that if if you have done your due diligence, then there is going to be an ability to like you know provide. But they're going to have a resilience level even when they have like these tragedies that happen, you know, that allows them to be able to um, not just bounce back, but be able to thrive out of that trauma, uh, whatever it may be, you know? So I I think that like, you know, I don't want to like walk around and just like expect bad things to happen to my children. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at though. I just like, I just don't like, I'm just thinking of like the worst things. Like I don't think of all the joy. I just think of all the terror. (laughs) But that's just me. That's just, that's just, you know. Yeah. No, that's a 
the world becomes much more, you become much more hyper-vigilant and, and, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty for a new parent who, you know, like can look back and go, man, I wish I would have caught that. Or, man, I wish I would have saw that before it happened. Or man, you know, it's just, um, but yeah, I think that Cedric and I talk about this with raising a boy and a girl of just, you know, we're trying to teach Jasper like, you know, equal opportunity, man, like you, you're tough, you're strong, you can do these things, and teach injustice of just, like, like girls are welcome, girls are, you know, and as he gets older, of just teaching him, like, how to respect women, and, you know, if there's a drunk girl at a party, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, you know, like, you know, just making him aware, I just remember having a conversation with a friend, and we were talking about that, and she's like, man, like, don't girls get the same thing that we got growing up, like, you know, don't live on a first floor apartment. Don't, you know, don't dress like that when you go to a party. And I was like, I think that they are. But I think that the conversation needs to shift, you know, towards, hey, little dude. Like, exactly, you know. Anna. A girl should be able to go to a party butt naked if she wants to. Be high, Hello. be drunk, as, however she wants to be. And no, that does not give you the right, young dude, to touch her at all. Right, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, but, you know, hormones are a crazy thing, and guys are stupid and hard. Hormones are all of the drugs. There was still, no, still would, I, I, I'm going to contend, though, still not a wise choice to show up to a party. Oh, I agree, Cedric. I mean, God, I hope not. But, you know, I mean, if, if that is what happens, that does not mean, oh, well, now, now she deserves to be a sexual uh, assault. Like how she, you know what I mean? That's what I'm yeah uh there were some other things i wanted to talk about as far as like the future in the like the near future as raising kids as parents and stuff like that like things that i i i, I mean again non-parent you know single bachelor loving life but even these are just things I think about. I'm like, how, man, I wonder how parents deal with this. Like, how do y'all feel about, like, you know, as with having kids, Hannah and Cedric and Kev, about to have kids, uh, about to have a kid, uh, you know, like, social media and cell phones and texting and, like, where did, how do y'all, where are y'all at with that? Like, what do y'all, I'm not saying, like, give me your detailed bullet point plan, like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, but, like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, is that something you're like, oh, man, that's a bridge I got to cross, we're going to cross when we have to, but, like, what do you think? You know, I think that it, like, it definitely raises concern because, like, when we were kids, yeah. I mean, what did we have? Like, we had, like, it wasn't even until high school until we had, like, AIM. Yeah, AIM, I think yeah. Was, well, I think AIM, I think it might have been, like, in seventh or eighth grade. I remember yeah. having it at the, my elementary school, but, yeah. Okay, we were... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, we were older then, you know, but now... <laughs> It's just like it just kind of feels to me like when we were kids, if we got bullied or we got whatever, you know, or we, there was a mean girl or a mean boy at school, like it stayed at school. Yeah. Where now, like it follows you everywhere. It follows you everywhere, and so I think that like in that sense, like that's concerning. Like that, that's something that we think about. However, like of course, like social media has all these great points and you can connect friends and all these things, but I just. You know, I I want to I want to drag it out as long as I can to where those things aren't intrusive in their life. You know, because it is intrusive, and 
Um, so that's just kind of kind of what I. I'm hoping by the time my by the time my daughter, my whoever kid, or at that age, it's kind of gone, or it's just drastically different yeah, than what we have. That was that. that was what I was going to ask. Uh, just a point of order. I don't want to put anyone's age on blast here, but I will put mine out here. I'm 28. I am the youngest one in this conversation. So everyone else listening, just use your imaginations. Uh, but I was just like, I was just going to say that, like, do y'all think like? just staying on social media and I don't think te- I don't think cell phones are going anywhere anytime soon but do you think it's going to with this next generation that y'all are will be raising do you think it's going to expand contract like adapt where do y'all think I mean you I don't like where do y'all think that's going to this next generation is going to I mean we grew up with it they it was already there it's sitting here waiting for them like where do you think they're going to do with it I guess, like, my, my thought with that is that I don't think that I have as much of a fear about of my children's engagement in social media or whatever, because I think that if you're, if you, if, if the mode of, you know, communication or connectivity, it's going to change just like it has changed over time, yeah. right? But, like, there is still, like, uh, a sense of of morality of consciousness that is kind of like it's kind of continuous over time like there, there's ethics there's all of those components that you're trying to instill in a child I think that focusing more on that is way more important than like trying to police them up in the sense of like what they're doing or what they're not doing on social media because I think that that is like uh, like it, it like that is uh, focusing in on a symptom when it's actually like another issue. Yeah, like that's going on. A larger like, so, problem. Yeah. Right. Right. Tackling the issues of ethics or their morality or how they're thinking about the world or engaging people to me, like that seems like a more worthwhile like investment rather than like being worried that they're watching or not watching enough TV or playing too many games or so like. If I fix, if I do, if I work towards this, I think that they will self-regulate them themselves eventually to be able to say like, oh, I don't even want to do that because, or I don't want to necessarily engage in it like that because, uh, you know, of what I've learned from my home or my friends or my family or my friend's family. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's like kind of theoretical, but I, I, I do think that there is a part of like. I would hope that we're looking at that for our children rather than trying to, like, you know, find the next thing and then, you know, filter it. I mean, like, because that's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, because there's always going to be something else, right? There's always going to be something else that you're not going to let them use. Or, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's, good. that's a good idea. It's good point. I mean, like, like, like uh, what's the, I mean, like, what's, what are people using now? Like, I don't have, I mean, I think, I think that's just like, what, Snapchat or something. What's the other thing? Instagram. Well, Instagram. As a member of the fellow youths on this uh, podcast, I will say that <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm out of touch as well, but I think Snapchat's really big. Uh, Facebook is dying off. It's really only popular with the older generation, like our age and older. Uh, Twitter is still there. Reddit's still there. I, it really feels like IG is really uh, Instagram is the big dog. That's just my perception of it. I could be completely wrong. Again. I'm a 28-year-old man, and I'm practically shut in, and I don't remember the last time I talked to someone, like, under the age of 25, so, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I do. these kids, man, they know what the hell they're doing with this technology stuff. Bro. I mean, they, dude, they are, they are wild. Next level, dude. I mean, seriously, like, some of these 18-year-olds that I, like, you know, work with, 18, 19, I mean, like, they know so many things about technology and are trying, I mean, one person I met the other day was, like, uh, you know, heavily involved in, like, cyber stuff. I was like, man, this is, this is wild. I mean, it's wild. It is wild. You know, but I do think that, you know, obviously that changes your interaction. It's like, if your whole job in existence is is geared towards staying in front of a computer, mm. um, that that definitely changes the way that you think or interact with the world, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Hannah, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about how crazy it was, and I was looking on Amazon for, like, just some gift ideas for the kids, and it's, like, little robots for, like, coding. It's, like, one of the, one of the top toys. Jeez. It's, like, for, yeah, like, to, to teach your kid coding, and it's just, like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but I do think yeah. it's a good thing to have, especially yeah. if that's the way the world is going, but... I mean, maybe I'll be in front of it all day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cedric, you kind of touched on this, uh, and this kind of led into the next thing I wanted to touch on was, uh, you know, streaming media, always being, like, always having something to watch. Like, we did grow up, and, like, I think for the longest time, like, the most advanced thing was, like, digital cable. Oh, my God. Like, you know, and stuff like that. Like, ooh, 200 channels. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even have DVRs when we were kids, right? Like, uh, but do y'all worry about that? Like, the, the like, the unlimited practically unlimited access to like consumable digital media because like i am i am and probably forever will be an indoor kid like i always always like video games tv leave me alone let me tell you all something we lived in our neighborhood john how long do we live there for uh you talk about uh uh i'll bleep this out and but, yeah and harvey right yeah, yeah. People uh, in the neighborhood, like I always went outside and played outside. They didn't know I had a brother. We lived, we lived there. <laughs> we lived there ten years. Wow. They did not know I had a brother. Oh man. And I, I mean, yeah. it was it was either stay in my room or like go stand out in ninety nine degree Louisiana summers. I'm good. I'll stay inside with AC, man. That's all I'm saying. That's too, too. <laughs> but but I will say like and I feel like this can touch on like a kind of a sports topic as well because I think sports are changing as well because like obviously football is the big one that's taking the most hit and stuff like that but like do you think that are you uh, alright I'm going to do the best way I can say this like do you think that the the just like social media do you think that like the streaming media all that stuff will contract or expand or adapt or and how do you feel about out, outdoor activities like you know not just sports but like boy scouts uh i'm blanking i can't think of any outdoor hiking, activities i'm hiking, an indoor kid bike riding, yeah yeah stuff like that stuff. like like just like physical stuff outdoorsy stuff like hiking and shit like where, where do you think that's gonna go you think that's i mean I'm, it's always gonna be there but do you think it's gonna concede more or what i, I think that at some level there will always be you know um you know, people who engage in those types of activities. But I think that as technology expands, you know, you can now, you can essentially, even if you wanted to like climb, like let's say you wanted to climb Mount Everest, now we have simulations, 
you know, say, <laughs> yeah. you can you can literally do that in the, <laughs> in the comfort of your own home. You know, like, that's what he wants to ask. He wants to ask, are we going to turn up like Wally? That's what he wants to ask. Are we going to turn up like Wally? Yeah, yeah. Where everybody's just in a chair and everything's you know uh, artificial intelligence or VR. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that part of that. I think there are certainly certain aspects of our culture today that are, are that are like that. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I think that we're moving towards that. You know, when you're talking about John, when you're talking about like sports. I'm thinking about like, yeah, there's a decrease in people getting involved in sports, and you know, football or all of those different things. And I, I think that that ultimately is going to absolutely have an effect on the type of person that you are going to raise and the type of person that you're going to get in college and the type of person that understands resiliency or adversity and fights through things or competes for that matter. Um, I I think it does change that. And so, like, yeah, those are very, very important things to consider even with our quote-unquote progression. Yeah. Um, You know, those are... Those are things that are going to be considered. Yeah. So does, does you go? Know, I was going to ask: Does uh, how old is Justice? Like six or seven? He's about to be seven, right? Yeah, yeah. he'll be seven in June. Does, does he have like a um? Like I think when I was his age, I probably John. What do we have? Probably like a Game Boy at that point, like a Sega or a Nintendo. Like does uh, he have any, like an seven? Xbox or a PlayStation or anything? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he he doesn't he doesn't have any of that uh, now. Um, yeah, I mean, he just—he doesn't have it now. I, I don't know. Pete, um, he, he has apps. Like he likes. He, he like, yeah, so, apps. yeah, y'all have phones. Like y'all, kids now have phones. Yeah, right. Or iPads that they can just play. But I was just curious. Yeah, he'll play. Like he'll play an, uh, an app every once in a while. But like honestly, like, his day is pretty full, anyways. Like I mean, he goes—he goes to school. You know, we don't—we don't do any like. TV or anything like that. Obviously, before school, and then you know when he goes to school, he's coming. He comes home at like three, and he's here like playing outside, eating. May might watch a show, does homework, and then he's out again for his next extracurricular activity. Whether that be like you know a sporting event, or predominantly it's you know right now it's swimming. So and then he's like home, he's showering, then he's going to bed. So like he has a pretty regimented. Both of them have a pretty regimented day. But yeah, I don't I think, think extracurricular activities are going anywhere for kids, though. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just don't think so. I, I, I think that they just switch. Like, I, I mean, you, you're, I mean, people here, bro, like, they are not playing football like they used to. Yeah. I mean, but is that... Is, down south, I don't think that's hit the south yet. Is that, uh, is that progress, yeah. though? Or is that something to regret? Is that regrettable? I mean, I understand it. I mean, I have a very different, I think a different perspective just because they, you know, do psychological testing. So I think that there's, you know, there's definitely some value in, you know, thinking about those things, about the damage or the possible damage that, a you know, uh, a concussion or a traumatic brain injury could cause or, you know. But I think that, you know, we're just learning some of these things so but people are fearful you know they're fearful they don't want their kid to get in, engaged in you know any kind of harm so I, I get that I, yeah. get the, I get the reason why there's a decrease yeah 
I think like I think like what we're touching on is like how like it, we have to be intentional about it. It's something like you have to you have to be thoughtful and intentional about what you're gonna get yourself involved in, what you're gonna get your kids involved in, because it is so easy to not do it and stay keep your kid home you stay home find the next show find the next game find the next yeah. Yeah. And, and and you know it's just I, one of the things that i have to even tell myself is like my kids are watching me they 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 yeah. are they are sponges and and if you think about it like you knew your mom when she was in her 30s and early 40s you know what i mean like so who we are right now is important how we show our kids how we spend our time how we take care of ourselves all those things are really important but it's easy to just like ah oh, whatever i'll just you know keep watching another episode game of the play next episode yeah yeah play, yeah just keep it moving but then it's like man like i you know i i had a i had a thought the other day just like it's just kind of concerning thinking about what are the repercussions going to be when kids grow up and they remember their parents looking at their phone all the time <laughs> like you know what i mean like just looking at their phone, scrolling, Mom, can I have a snack? Mom, can I have a snack? I mean, this could just be me. I don't know. <laughs> you know so it's like I have to I have to really be intentional about, like, man, my kids are watching me. They are, they are absorbing this. I want to show them the kind of adult that I would want them to be when they're my age. So, But it does take a lot of effort to just, like, get off the amenities and go out and do something. So, John, so you asked me about advice from, like, have I gotten any advice from parenting? And while Hannah's not giving me advice, that's something I never thought of. Yeah. Mm. I never considered that, oh, they're they're watching. I mean, obviously it makes sense, right? But I never thought of, oh, they're watching me. I don't want them to be a couch potato who's, watching, right. who's on their third straight season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Seriously, it's like, even though that's what we're doing as adults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but no, I get uh, that's see, but that's a real, that's really good advice, or that's a really good observation Hannah and Cedric have made that I never considered before. Oh, well, good. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about what what is it that you love, or the way you express yourself now, and it's it probably could go back to your mom, or you know, like it's, it's just you could trace it, you could trace that. I mean. Dude, I think it was modeled to me how to be sick. <laughs> when, oh, you know, oh, God. The end yeah, of the world? It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> spot on. My dad responds to not feeling well the same way I respond as an adult to not feeling well. Oh, poor well. Cedric. I, poor Cedric is right. <laughs> I mean, these things, it matters. What I'm trying to say is it matters. It plants little seeds that really do grow and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm wearing a robe. Oh, my gosh, I'm watching, I'm watching Seinfeld. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kev, Kev, you know what I've noticed? Uh, I don't know if you do this, but, like, so you know how mom's, like, a clean freak and all and stuff like that. Anytime I have had company over, you know, friends come stay in Austin. They're like, hey, man, can we crash on your couch? I'm like, yeah, man, sure, no big deal. Uh, I've always been like, oh, I'm sorry, my apartment's kind of a mess. Hey, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. And just a heads up. And they come in and like, dude, your apartment's like spotless. I'm like, it's not normally like this, but I did clean up a little bit. But it's, I could have done a little bit more. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's because like, you know, I was raised by. So, Hannah, you know how your, your dad and maybe your mom's dad, no matter hate people coming to their house. So, yeah. so we would never get invited to their house. But like, we would always have people clean on our house. And I would just be like, Mom, if 
they're not going to love us more or less because our house is dirty or clean. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't, if they now don't love us because our house is dirty, like, what's the point? No, it's true. But as an adult now, though, John, like, it's it's more about like I don't want people thinking I'm a white trash slob. Dude, seriously, man. I don't see how I really live. <laughs> uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and I think it's a big topic because I'm really fascinated uh, how parents are tackling this issue as far as like – it's a light – it's not a, it's not like life or death here, but, you know, uh, schooling and college because this is a – I think it's it's important, obviously. Education is the pathway to your future, right? And all that shit. Uh, but how do y'all feel about like? I mean, Hannah and Cedric, you're gonna have to. I, I, I will go on a. I will go out on a limb and say both your children will excel in academics and probably have all their schooling paid for. But you know, in the case that that isn't entirely paid for, I mean, college is only getting more expensive. Like, and. And even on, like, a more immediate level, as far as, like, their, you know, middle school education and high school education, do you feel like, I don't know, do you have to keep up with it? Like, I feel like it, okay, I might be out of my depth here, because I don't know shit about, like, early childhood education and shit like that, and, like, middle school education anymore, but, like, do y'all feel like y'all have to be active participants in what they're learning as well? Please, take from that ramble as what you can and respond. Say, I would start off by saying that, like, I, I don't think that the formal education setting is our children's primary education. Okay. Um, I would say that what they learn at the home, what they learn with, like, what we think about the world and how we interact with the world, has to be like their, their, you know, like their primary education. Like, it has to come from us as parents. I think that that's what, like, parenting should be first, first and foremost. Okay. But with that said, as far as, like, you know, formal education in the future, I don't know. Like, I don't think that college is going to be the same. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think that years from now we're going to look back. And I don't. I, I'm not sure if, like, going to college is going to be the best you know, solution or, or the best next step. I know for me, it was not going to be the best next step for me. And that's why I didn't go to college right after high school. I went, you know, into the army like days after I graduated. Yes. Um, and I think that that was the best next step. One, I mean, for, for multiple different reasons, you know, it's like nine 11 was my senior year. There's like, you know, come from a, 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 a poor family. So that was like another thing about like college, you know, but like, I don't, I don't, I'm just like a firm believer that I don't think that college always is the best next step for people because we still need services. We still need people to be involved in working class jobs and, and that are so invaluable mm-hmm. to our community. Um, and so I think that like all of those things are going to change over time. And I don't know if college is always going to be, you know, the forerunner of like, you know, responsible adulting. Uh, I just, I just do, I don't see that now. And I definitely don't see that being the case in the future. Okay. Interesting. And I don't know if it's best to have kids, their college just paid for, because I think that at, at every level, 
having their skin in the game is so critical. Yeah. Because yeah, I, that, I don't know. I agree, I agree with I agree with the, no I agree with the principle, but do y'all have student loans right now? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, doesn't that suck? <laughs> well, but but here's the deal, though. Like, but it makes that class so much more valuable. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to that class. I'm not gonna squander my time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't have student loans, and Gab does, and uh, one of us has a degree. One of us has a master's degree, and one of us doesn't even have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but it would really be nice if our parents would pay for college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, hear, I hear that. I hear that. And I mean, lucky, lucky for us, like you know, we had. The, the army pays for like the majority of our stuff but I mean like we still have to pay some things but like the bottom line is that like you know um, I just think that there's value in gritting some things out because I think that it builds character builds like your you know that robust ability to like handle difficult situations in life because you went through something and you had to endure um, because it was costly if you if you didn't um, yeah, that's just my, that's just my two cents. What do you think, Amy? Oh, that's, that's some heavy stuff. <laughs> but, we don't allow yeah. lightweights on this podcast, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, like, you know, my pushback, I guess, and this is, you know, we're married. Mm-hmm. We don't align on everything 100%. But I think my pushback on that, though, is that, like, our economy is much different and it's going to be much different, you know, and I just, yeah. I hear, you know what I mean? It's like you're, what we're asking of people with student loans and financially to put themselves through college is a much bigger thing than what, you know, than what our parents had to go with, or, you know, to endure. So I just think, I don't know, it's something to consider that we, we, I like the idea of giving, kids like a like a boost or a heads up they're like hey because i don't want to put you in a hole for your entire adult life yeah <laughs> but, right that's what i'm talking yeah. about so it's just but i understand the sentiment of it you know of hard work so it's just you know it's something to food for thought it's just food for thought i guess so i don't know kev are you prepared to have make these tough calls in 18 years <laughs> so yeah i mean the thing is like hannah and cedric I don't want to say have it easier, but they they can probably send their kid to public school, right? They can, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we can do that in, in Baton Rouge. So then, you know, our our education system is a little bit tougher to sift through. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. So then, it costs more money, probably. If we're gonna if we're taking private school, which I tend to lean to private Catholic school because that's what I went to and that's what I grew up with and that's what I have a positive attitude towards. I liked going to public, pri- uh, private Catholic school. I enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, maybe not everybody did, but I did. Um, but then now, now that does cost a lot more money. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, I don't know how, like, everybody down there does that. Because, I mean, I, I think that the majority of people that, uh, in Louisiana, like, uh, Hannah and I have interacted with were also... You know, come from private schools, but I just feel like you guys, you it's like you guys paid for college like 15 times. Dude, it's so much money. It's, when you look back, like, I want to say the biggest thing, like, parenting and all that kind of stuff, the, what I look back on the most is 
how much everything costs that I had. Like, you just don't realize. You don't realize Absolutely. how much everything costs and the, the hard work that your parents go through, Hannah, that they go through to give you the things that you just are like, yeah, of course, I'm entitled to that. This car's a piece of shit. This car's a piece of shit. You're such a bitch. I, I deserve a bitch. up i think that can be the uh i think we can seal it now that is the official mo- motto of being a parent shit that's a lot of money it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money man <laughs> any um any final thoughts any final you know things you want to get off your chest before we uh we all sign off and thanks again everyone for being on i really do appreciate it as always any final closing thoughts you'd like to you know just sit put out there for the world I was going to say thank you. Thank you, John, for uh, letting me be on. And, and Kev, it's always great to hear from you and hear the Flores men talk. And, uh, just, yeah, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Well, Cedric, I will correct you. Uh, he's a man. I'm kind of like a, a man child. So, like, I, I'm kind of like, you know. Eh. I, love, I love our family. I love the holidays. I love getting to see everybody. Me and Hannah are probably closer than most of the rest of the family. Me and Uncle John, her dad, are yeah. closer than the rest of the family, so we kind of have a, a special relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love having holidays. I love the holidays. I love all of our... I don't want to say all of our, I love our family. Oh, I okay. It. I do miss it. And uh, I, wish, I wish everybody was kind of cl- like still kind of closer together. Yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome to... You know, Hannah, it would be awesome to like see you more often and see Justice and Jasper and you know that's Hannah that's her kids now and it's, you know it'd be like you know it would be even more awesome I'm not trying to guilt trip you or anything I guilt trip Aunt Teresa for moving away and <laughs> abandoning us for Uncle Paul I'm not doing that to you but I'm just saying you know it would be it would be awesome to see like oh this is Hannah and my, you know my favorite cousin and right. her uh, her these are her little offspring and I know that would be really that would be really something I'm, I think that I really appreciate the kind of questions that you ask, John, and, and uh, it's just the freedom to be able to express, you know, how we really feel in, in this kind of environment. So thank you for, for having us on and really love you guys a lot. Yeah, guys, this has been awesome. This is better than I even thought it could be. And, you know, Cedric, shout out to you, man. Uh, we got to do a, an episode just me and you one-on-one next year because I feel like there's a three-hour conversation that we could have just, like, on the, like, out the blue. Uh, so next yeah. year, man, me and you. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's talk about the cosmos, man. Let's go there. Let's go, dude. We're talk doing about some it. Army stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would be fascinating. Uh, Army. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Again, this is the fiftieth episode. Holy shit! If you had told me back in like, I think April twenty sixteen, like, hey man, you, you're gonna get to at least fifty episodes. I'd be like. Uh, I guess, maybe, but thank you everybody for listening. It's been such a special ride, and just a spoiler alert now, uh, I don't know when this will happen, but 
My last episode will be episode 100. I'm done with this after 100 episodes because I think everything should end after 100 episodes. So we're halfway through the show, guys. Like, another 50 episodes and I'm done. So that's the plan. It's been the plan for a while now, and I just thought I'd get it on the record. So hey, this is the back 50 coming up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and also for the record, I do know what my last episode will be. Uh, I've already talked to the guest. I already know who it's going to be. So that's that's already – it's just the next 49 other ones that I have to figure out in between now and then. So uh, this has been wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for taking your time. And, again – Thanks to everyone listening. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, you know, sharing, supporting, all that jazz. And uh, just, I really appreciate it, guys. And I uh, hope you all have a great rest of your Saturday evenings. All right. All right, I'll catch y'all later. And Kev, I'll see you next weekend, man. Yeah, see you Friday. Or Saturday. Saturday. Bye, guys. Give my best to Jasper and uh, Justice. I will. I will. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye.